ages passed in a world called Spanth. The land was ripped asunder and the ocean turned black in a cataclysm called the Marring. Boros survived, a land of long-lost magic, mythic beasts, and meddling gods. It is here we follow a tale, a tale of heroes, heroes we call... of Dragon Town. Hello and welcome to the Magic Quest Boys oh. of Dragon Town. So exciting. Yes, an original Dungeons and Dragons adventure and the official role-playing fantasy podcast of the 1991 animated feature film Ant starring Gene Hackman as Mandible. I am Jamie, your host and game master. <laughs> and to the video box to my left, we have Justice Donatello Whiskers, the pure. Bradry Wilder Swimfins. Crobin Doornapple. Galavin Aurelis. Excellent. And Pen! Guys, <laughs> let's jump right in <laughs> to the recap, Jared. Last time on MQBDR. The battle with Morrigan the Thrice Sworn spirals ever onward. Igor looked into Morrigan's mind and saw that he used to be the Extractor Piero until Morrigan turned him into the one-eyed freak he is today. Rondri, <laughs> Igor, and Pete were the only ones left to take on Morrigan. Rondri put up a heroic fight while Pete did some light pecking and Igor, and the word is anticlimactically, fell into a vat of hot wax and <laughs> is probably dead. Crobin got Elijah, or should I say Joa, to relieve their last memory, which was basically Morrigan forcing her way into being their mom, which woke Joa up metaphorically. Then, wanting to put an end to their evil adopted mother, Joa kicked Crobin and Galvin out of the dream world and quickly followed suit, which woke them up literally. Meanwhile, unable to decide if he should stay with Pen for protection or go back into the room and help his friends, Whiskers banged his head against a wall the entire episode. Crobin, <laughs> back in the waking world, <laughs> attacked Morrigan with his garrote, but not as Crobin. He is now in his original changeling form. At the last moment, a mysterious figure burst through the door and Crobin threw him the silvered sigh. Crobin trusts him, but who is this mysterious figure? And will the gang be able to stop Morrigan the Candlehearted, or will their fate come to an end underneath the spire of violent destinies? Find out now. Damn. Man, that I made myself horny. That was yeah. a really good intro. Yeah, it was. Uh, but before we go on, mm. if I may respectfully sir jamie andrews <laughs> oh uh our beautiful dungeon master i yes made a small mistake last episode right right near the end it was just my turn and uh i forgot to roll, to roll sneak, sneak attack sneak attack dice yeah i know i was keeping track oh my god uh well i guess what i'm, I'm just kidding i did not remember at all <laughs> uh if I beg of you as your humble servant and prostrate myself, prostate, prostate myself before prostrate. you prostrate one of the two, may I please roll those sneak attack dice now? Let me roll for it. <laughs> Nobody's gone yet. It's not. Yes, I'll allow you to retroactively roll oh, that sneak attack. Of course, yeah. go for it. Yes. Don't say of course when you rolled for it. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I wasn't going by the die. Oh, okay. I rolled. I rolled Just like five more fear. Down. Great. That's how Thank I you. play D&D, Jamie. Oh, I don't cool. I don't go by the die. I just try oh. to go here. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> That's not cool. You shouldn't do that. Oh, uh, great. Way, I found my uh, original D&D dice in a drawer cuz I haven't played the character in a while, so they were stowed away, and I'm using them today for good luck. Oh, nice. I love it. We'll need it. I love it so much. You might. So, to set the scene, we see once more the altar to the fates, the large vaulted ceilings, the gothic architecture, the dais at one end, the chandeliers two hanging, one having fallen to the ground, the eerie light cast from the chandeliers throughout the shrine, black negative light by the entrance and separated by a tapestry ablaze from the middle zone which is a light with an ominous purple light. 
separated once more with another ablaze tapestry from the far altar zone, which is also aglow with the downed chandelier with an ominous purple light. Going from the entrance through the middle to the altar, in the entrance zone, cast in a negative inverted light where everything is black and white and those colors are reversed, we all see a figure we have not gotten to know yet. But this figure has large black wings coming out of their back and a crow's head uh, and a large jagged white scar down the center of their face, as well as a dirty, thin, white rag wrapped around their eyes. And beyond that, in the middle zone, there is a vat, a vat of hot, hot, sticky wax that is still bubbling thanks to the new entrance of the figure Igor. Ooh, that was cool. <laughs> the figure Igor, our, our, our party's friend, and finally, by the, by the altar where everyone cool is hanging out, <laughs> Rondri is laying uh, on the ground, his legs pretty mangled beneath him, while Pete the Duck fends off a murder of crows from him. Crobin the Changeling has Morrigan the Thrice-Sworn garroted around her neck and has pulled her back to the steps of the dais leading up to the shrine and the uh, the stone platform where Joa Elijah's body lay. And just beyond that body lays the body of our Galavan, who has come to consciousness from the dream world, but cannot move his body. You could say. And can only speak falteringly. He got bodied. He did get bodied. And against that back wall, is a giant portrait, former portrait, I should say, a portal, a opening that leads to a dark, cold forest. Far beyond rests the cottage of the fates and whiskers and pen within. Crobin, you were the last to go. It is Pete the Duck's turn. Anything for him? <laughs> yeah. An exciting way to start to, the episode. I know. I love getting building up really dramatic moments and then being like, so what's the duck going to do? <laughs> yeah. The um, what Pete, Pete the Duck is going to see this crow uh, monk flying through the air. And have you ever seen the, the pictures of the, the, like an eagle flying and there's like a tiny little bird that's just hitching yeah. a ride on top of the eagle? <laughs> that's what Pete Duck does. He oh, sees, no. what, what's the character's name? If we Do we know the character's name? You actually probably have no way of knowing at this point. Okay, well I imagine that Pete the Duck knows and shouts that name. Pete the Duck does know. Pete the Duck goes, Prophet Virgil! And he flaps up and glides down and lands on the back of Prophet Virgil right between those wings and readies a uh, quack attack for when he gets within range <laughs> of Morrigan. Yeah, baby. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yes, he does. He hitches a ride on the Prophet Virgil, the were-raven. That's... Uh, Galavan. Were-crow? Question mark? Uh, Indeed. Oh. My turn? Galavan, you are effectively stunned, laying on the ground. Can I use a bonus nothing. action? You cannot, unfortunately. Even if it's to make my cloak billow dramatically? <laughs> you know, you think it. You think like, God, I wish I could make my cloak billow right now. And your cloak, seemingly of its own goddamn accord, starts to <laughs> ripple and billow around your body. It starts to like pull upwards towards the ceiling. So it's almost like encasing your body in like a, like a wind whipped, um, little, like a, I don't know, like a little tarp. It's slightly oh, smacking you in the face. Like yeah, it is. It's this, not as cool as you thought. This. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. Cool. Oscar Very cool. Yeah. 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 This. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any last words? This. Uh, this. Uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> and with that. The Prophet Virgil <laughs> takes flight across the room, Pete the Duck hitching a ride onto him, and he soars majestically over the fire and the smoke that is now quickly filling this cathedral-like area. He flies all the way over to uh, above the 
murder of crows hovering over Rondri. And he's kind of up in the air. His, his movement can only get him to uh, flying up in the air above in the altar zone. I am going to roll, because he started in the negative black turn, uh, zone. I'm going to roll that for him, actually. Ooh, not good. I you know what? Face. It's not good for birds. It's not good. He, I gotta roll these checks. Okay, here, guys, we're starting the episode. Gotta roll these checks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I gotta roll these checks. Otherwise, I'll describe all move, and then I'll be like, let me roll the check to see if they can. Oh, they can't move at all. They, they can't do anything. Um, yeah, so... Yes. So Pete the Duck flies over and he goes, I never thought I'd see you again, Virgil. Oh, the things I have to tell you. And Virgil goes, we shall, we shall. And the prophet Virgil like stops mid knees bent and, and cannot seem to bring himself to take flight and to move any further into the chamber stricken with fear. Oh shit, dramatic entrance fail. Yeah, he he does, however, yell across the chamber. He goes, the thrice sworn must be stopped. And I am here to aid you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Like a bubble, a bubble just goes up in the <laughs> wax. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will aid you. And then he kind of trails off. Whiskers, we cut to the cozy, rustic, hearth-warmed cottage of the Fates. Pen has begun playing with Clotho, the uh, little girl Fate. Whiskers, you are in this cottage, banging your head against a wall. What are you gonna do? Uh, he continues to bang his head against the wall. <laughs> yes, but, yes. but when his head goes backwards, he gets a view outside of the window and he sees through the portal and all this black smoke like spilling out of the portal and he just halts for a second and he runs to the window and looks out at it. He's like, oh, not again, not again. Oh, Bugger. fuck. And he's going to turn around and kneel down in front of the old uh, fate and he's going to say, old fate lady, you must promise me. Please protect Pen." Until I get back, you must promise me this. Well, of course we'll protect her. We've put in a lot of work to bring you all here. Good enough. And then I, he spins around and runs up to Pen, and he's going to kneel down in front of Pen. He's like, Pen, I must go help the others. They're in trouble. Oh, yes, Whiskers, do it. I'll stay here and make sure that... um. Make sure the fates stay, uh, and she's like playing with a doll. Uh, like with, She's like looking at you over her shoulder, but she's like play, still yeah. playing with a doll with her hands. She's like, I'll make sure the um, fates stay entreated. And Whiskers <laughs> will put his hand on her shoulder, and he's like, if they try anything, and he hits uh, the knife he gave her, go mm -hmm. for the eyes. They seem to really <laughs> care about those. Okay, I, I'll keep that in mind. They seem fine, but I will, Whiskers. I'll stab him right in the eyes. The little I'll fate girl sitting next to her is just like, uh, <laughs> uh, Whiskers will uh, take her hand and say, I will be back for you, Pen. I promise. And I'll stay right here to wait for you, Whiskers. And she smiles real big at you and puts her hand on yours. Indubitably. And then uh, Whiskers sprints out of there and he books it through the meadow or whatever it is to the portal. Dark, dark, scary forest. He books it through it. <laughs> cool. Excellent. And you can make it the to the opposite portal. of a meadow. He hesitates right before the portal as the smoke and flame like billow out of it. But I believe I still have heroism. I believe you still do. So his hair is white and flowing like Galavan's cloak. So he's going to hesitate for a second, but then just jump through that portal and enter into the smoke filled room. First of all, you have to use your action and your movement because you uh, talk to Pen and all that to get to the edge of the portal. So you will just be able to get to the edge of the portal and survey your surroundings. But when you do, what you see is to your right, uh, laying on the ground is your the body of your friend Galavin, his cloak billowing violently up past him towards the ceiling. Uh, to straight ahead of you on the stone platform, uh, there is the body of Joa and Elijah, the hand now stirring and moving as it reaches uh, to its chest. And to the left, you see 
a figure. I forget. Crobin has has Whiskers seen you in your in your changeling form before? Never. Um, no. I don't. I don't think, think so. he has. You you see a figure. You see an alien, all white figure yeah. that has Morrigan around the neck with a garrote, which you do know Crobin possesses. And then far farther back, right, uh, like kind of very silhouetted by the fire, you see Rondri kind of propping himself up with his hands as best he can on the ground while a murder of crows surrounds him like a dead body in a battlefield. And where's the fire in the room? The fire is just beyond Rondri. Okay. And then further, and then past that, there's another line of fire created by a tapestry. And you said you I do not see inside the portal, correct? You're, you're like at the at the doorway of the portal. Yeah, you're like in the portrait uh, frame. I'll just use my feline agility to get inside the room. Excellent. And I'll be inside Great. the room. Uh, but before I can run over to anyone, because I did talk for a while, so that'll be my action. But I'll just stand there for a second and see all the smoke and fire and just dribble some urine down my my, my Excellent. As I pee my Heroic urine. <laughs> but heroic yeah, that, urine. <laughs> yeah, the urine that, is that white. urine is imbued white with urine. heroism. Well, I did say dribbled on purpose. It's not a full stream mm. like usual. Oh, I like how Jared really, yeah, I was going to say, Jared really commits to uh, the exact uh, (laughs) adjective describing his urine, because that adjective (laughs) defines exactly Whiskers' mindset at any given point in time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can I scream to Whiskers, or do I have to wait? Uh, No, you can can see him. Yeah, you can scream something to him. Get get Galavid. Get Galavid. Whiskers seems to not hear you. Excellent. Yeah, his his eyes look glazed over and far away. Igor begins his turn in a vat of hot wax. He's going to take some fire damage. Oh, shite. But he is not unconscious. Uh, He is burned and, and, and kind of drowning in this thick, viscous liquid from all sides. But he can still move. So first and foremost, please roll a... Charisma saving throw for Igor. Uh-oh. Four. Okay, that's bad. Um, so Igor feels sur- complete, like like this wax might as well, he might as well let it take him. Um, but if you want, he can still attempt something. I'd like he to can attempt, attempt to break free. Yeah, queen style. Or like yeah, swim to me... the top, I mean. Yeah, I would love to. Absolutely. Please roll an athletics check to attempt to oh. swim to the top of this vat of hot wax. I'm getting all my bad rolls out right now, guys. Uh, that's a six. Oof. Great. That is a critical failure because he failed the kind of charisma saving throw. So Igor claws as hard as he can to try and swim to the top of the hot wax bucket, but only succeeds in <laughs> sinking deeper. Oh, my God. Oh, and hilarious. takes more fire damage <laughs> at the end of his turn. Holy fuck. We hardly knew ye. So it is Morrigan's turn. Morrigan is going to... Well, she's garroted right now, so she's gonna um, probably attempt to make that stop. She she wants to break free. She wants to break free. Guys, Lois hanging fruit. Come on. So she. she I'd say you up for that. <laughs> I know. I was purposely setting you up for failure. Um, she whips her shadow blade around in her hand, and she whips her shadow blade back and forth. Oh, God, dude. Oh, yeah. She, she no. plunges no. her shadow blade in a backward hand stance uh, into you, Crobin. You mean she tries to, because I have. She does try to. Oh! I am except, about to die. What? Except, hold on. What did you roll? I rolled a nat one, but <gasps> her eyes are going to flash. Oh, shit. Her eyes flash with a powerful omniscient energy oh. blares forth from Morgan's eyes. Uh-huh. And this blade yeah. that was going to completely miss you, Crobin instead veers right into your stomach and stabs you right in the gut. And you are going to take some damage. You know my AC by heart? I do. I have it written down, actually. I wish I could say I could know it by heart, but I have it written down. I'm just a prepared dungeon master. It's 14 for all you wiki curators. Crobin, the shadow blade, feel the gloomy, sharp sword pierce your guts and internal organs. Shock floods your body as you take 16 psychic damage. Well, that's more than enough. Can I give him my Rodane thing? You cannot. Okay. 
Crobin, you feel this sharp blade of solidified gloom pierce your internal organs, and you feel utter cold, bitter cold, like you've never felt bite its way all the way down your legs, up your chest, encompassing your heart, gripping it in a tight vice, and carrying forth all the way up your veins, through your face, into your brain, where you feel everything inside you screaming in agony and pain. And like the worst ice cream headache you've ever had, you lose consciousness. And that is the worst fall to the ice cream headache I've ever had. Tragically bad ice cream headache. Um, tragically. So I didn't mention before, but um, as Crobin was like choking her or whatever, like mm-hmm. exerting, his skin is like pulsating with like a, like a red orange light like blasting through him. Um, and like his skin is like changing color. When he takes this hit from the shadow blade, there's just this like shock of blue from the from the wound, and then followed by this dark shadow that emanates and ripples through his skin like a wave, and uh, like his his yellow eyes roll back into his head, and he just collapses and slides off the blade. Freaky. Yeah, indubitably. And then Morgan whips her plague doctor crow back mask. And forth around no yeah. around at you Rondri, and she walks up to you with her crows hanging over head shadow blade in one hand staff with the orb floating over it in the other and points her sword down at you and goes why don't you just stop this is over very well keep your silence pick him up she says to the crows and then the crows proceed to try and pick you up on their turn so, Rondri, please roll a contested athletic or acrobatics check. Dang it. He's not going to give this woman time of day. 13. Okay. These crows swarm around you and begin pecking at your armor and your, your cloth clothing that you're wearing, uh, and they try to lift you up, but you manage to, like, wiggle free and bat your way out from them. We are back to the top of the round. We are at this beautiful little lair action of Morrigan's. She pounds her staff on the ground. She's going to change the middle light from a purple light to a hazy, uh, putrid yellow light. Rondri, it is your turn. Uh, what save do I need to make? You need to make a charisma saving throw. And this is versus magic, right? This is versus a magical effect. Ooh, that's already pretty good. Uh, 17. You fight off the effects of this ominous feeling. It tells you there is no hope, but you fight it back and say, yes, there is a shred of hope. There's a shred of hope. What Um, do you do? I'm going to jam her with a shocking grasp because she's right on top of me, right? She is standing right over you. Jam it. Let's jam it. Jamming Andrews. Oh my God. Jam time? Uh, no, that's a, that's a one. Not so I don't, think it's, I don't think it's good enough. Uh, <laughs> you, that you hot are, wax like, cauldron's going to get pretty crowded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rondre, that would be awesome if I made him... <laughs> he failed with his shot and grasp, so he was electrocuted up into the air, and then he falls down in the background <laughs> into cannon. the hot wax. Yeah, it's cannon. Sorry, it's cannon. Uh, it's thunder cannon. <laughs> nice. So... Uh, Noah, don't spit up your beer on your mic. It's close. Rondri, you're holding your thunder cannon weakly between your arms, barely clinging to life. You manage to kind of ground it right into your hip, and you level it up at her, and you attempt to bring it forward and jam the tip into her. Yeah. Doing what you know will electrocute the bejesus out of her. But as you start to summon that lightning, Uh, the lightning instead backfires from your thunder cannon and works its way. You see it coruscate down your thunder cannon back into you. You are electrocuted and blasted into the (laughs) ground, just, just against the ground, just sizzling and burning with lightning into the ground for four lightning damage. Uh, I'm I'm done. Done, Ski. Zero. Whiskers, good luck, man. Yeah. <laughs> I got faith. You got mass healing word? <laughs> I got faith in Rodane, baby. Morgan is going to take her boss action. She look, watches the life, or the uh, the consciousness, the, the <laughs> yeah, the consciousness kind of 
drain from Rondri's eyes as Rondri just, you know, clearly blacks out. Uh, she looks up and looks to the far end of the chamber, squinting her eyes to see past the fire, sees far, far at the back chamber, the prophet Virgil, and she goes, you're still alive, Virgil, and you've come all this way just to see me. I'm flattered. And then she uh, shoots her staff forward and a firebolt goes firing out at Prophet Virgil. Cantrip. <laughs> it shoots across the room through the fire, picking up fire as it goes, but the Prophet Virgil has enough dexterity in him and willpower to dodge past it at the last second. Man, this spire really lives up to its name, doesn't it? I, I had hoped as much. Crobin, please roll a death saving throw. Whoa, fell off the table, caught it. You're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like the way this one reads. Try me. Ooh. Oh. That's a natural so, one. Yeah. We've well, been rolling. Those are my uh, fucking lucky dice. They must be mad at me or something for stuffing them away in that sock drawer. Maybe. Or maybe lucky uh, for us, you no longer get to play Crobin. Oh, oh, shots fired. Wow, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Shocking grasps fired. Okay, Jamie. That, did that, does that scan? Does that make any sense? Yeah. No, it doesn't. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, Noah, could you explain to our audience at home who might not know what a nat one on a death saving throw means? I think it means that I have two fails instead of one fail. And if I roll one more failure, which is... Anything from ten, oh, nine to one, one to nine. If I do that one more time, then I am officially deceased. That is correct. Anything for Pete the Duck, though? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, sorry, before Pete the Duck goes, he is now in the blacklight. Please have him roll a constitution saving throw. Fuck. Twelve. That is not enough. And that's the big crit range one, is that right? Or the fear one? Uh, no, the negative black light that he is in is the fear one, so Pete the Duck is frightened and cannot move any closer to Morrigan. In addition to that, Pete the Duck is going to take three necrotic damage. And everything was going so well. And his max HP what? is lowered by the same when? amount. Great. Everything's great. Galavan, it is your turn. You are on the ground. You are uh, stunned. Um, this time I'm going to say... Oh, sorry, real quick. Crobin, I should mention, you are also just on the ground stunned. You are not unconscious. You are just struggling to hold on to life and struggling and failing. But you are barely conscious laying on the dais. At this point, I'm going to say, Luman, please. And that's it. That's all I got. Roll a D100, please, Galvin. Oh, shit. That's a five. Excellent. It was almost 100, but my finger touched it. I bet, let me see if it would have rolled a, nope, it would have been a nine if I. Duh, so <laughs> close. So close. Okay, uh, it is the Prophet Virgil's turn. He is going to roll his check against the negative black light. He fails God. And, <laughs> takes, and takes necrotic damage. Wow. Uh, he is too afraid to make it over there, but he looks, he looks out over the fire in that direction and he takes uh, one of the silver daggers and he just chucks it as hard as he can uh, in your direction. And Whiskers, you will hear it. Actually, those of you who are even semi-conscious will still hear it kind of uh, against the ground by the dais. And it is your turn, Whiskers. So what zone am I in? You're in the purple zone and please roll a charisma saving throw. Is that frightening? Is that fear? The charisma saving throw is not, no. Uh, 19. 19, 19, uh, you shake off this ominous purple light. And I think that I was just staring into the flames and kind of like they were just getting bigger in my eyes, but all of a sudden it's the, maybe the clinking of the knife or whatever or seeing Crobin go down kind of wakes Whiskers up and he'll look to Galavin and Rondri and both of them are like barely alive, but Crobin looks like he's dying more so, right? Because they're still conscious. <laughs> Uh, you can't tell. As far as you can tell... I would argue um, that I could tell because you said that they are able to talk. But if Crobin has... can't talk or whatever. I don't know. Well, no, no. I actually said Crobin can speak falteringly uh, as well. 
Okay. And you whiskers, you whiskers don't know medicine wise. If you want to roll a nature check to try and assess that, you could. So you're saying that I cannot tell one is worse Krobin's off. Krobin's body than the other. appears to be like deflating. That's what I'm saying. Like if Krobin's dying like that, I feel like he's gonna look worse than Galvin and Rondry look. But tell me if I'm wrong. I mean, something. I think something That's alarming true. That's true. is happening you know to Krobin. Yeah. Like it, with That's his true. changeling body. Yes. Like, yeah, there is something upsetting happening to Krobin's body, and you do not know what it is. So I think it, that some, will... Some of his skin looks like it's bubbling, like a, like black tar, like a tar pit. Ew. So I think that will propel me towards Krobin. Is the dais yeah, on the way there with the knife? You're, you're, you're standing over... Yeah, you're on it. On like the dais, on the right dais. Now. Then I'm going to grab oh. the scythe, sigh, sorry, before I leave, and then I'm going to run over to sorry. Krobin. I'm going to lay my hand on his chest, and I'll say, Sorry I left you, buddy. And a white rose will grow out of your chest, and you get 11 hit points back. Oh, boy. And then I'm going to uppercut with the dagger up into Morrigan's throat, if I can. Uh, You can make it to Morrigan, but I don't think you can... I don't think you have an action left. You're so right, you my dude. Your healing. You're so right. So is Galavin? Sorry, is Morgan next to Krobin? Like, am I am I in her range? Uh, you can. So basically, you can stand wanna... next to both Morgan and Krobin at the same time. Can They're I? Like five feet apart from each other. What I'm asking is, can I get next to Krobin and then leave and go back to Galavin? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> sorry, I left you, buddy. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I left you. And then he sprints back towards Galavan. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like You'll 15 right feet apart, road, right? so you easily make it over to Galavan. And yeah. I start uh, muttering to Rodane about bringing Galavan back, but I have nothing right now, so that's the end of my turn. Could you please have Igor make a wisdom saving throw now that he is in the yellow light? At least a 17. That's yeah. great. Igor feels the compulsion to get down and boogie, but he knows his life is at stake. So he knows that's the wrong thing to do. And Igor fights for (laughs) all of his life to swim to the top. Please roll an athletics check for Igor. Oh yeah, 16. Igor is able to fight his way through this thick liquid. He pushes against it and it feels like hardly any progress is being made. And he wasn't even preparing to fall in. So he didn't take much of a breath. pulling and swimming and pulling as hard as he can to pull his body up. He grabs Purchase into the wooden barrel and he manages to claw his way up and out of the wooden vat of hot wax. And he takes a big, deep breath. (laughs) Whiskers, you just see this gross looking. It looks like another one of those candle golems has just emerged from the tank and is just kind of hunched over uh, facing towards you. Wax just like hot boiling drafts just kind of dripping off of it. As it stares in your direction. That's all he's going to do. Whiskers, you see uh, some stirring on the stone platform from the body of Joa and Elijah but Joa and Elijah's head turns towards you, Krobin and says to you, thank you for for breaking me out of that. I'm going to put an end to this. We're going to put an end to this, but I need you to promise me that you're going to do what I tell you to do. Yeah. He nods his head at you. Uh, and then she hears call, uh, you all hear calling from, from by Morgan. She looks over uh, and sees Joa stirring, Elijah stirring, and she goes, uh, oh. Uh. Oh, Elijah, you're back. (laughs) Uh, You can help me get rid of these pests. This is great. What a doink. And Elijah's head weakly turns in her her direction and goes, Don't you mean, Joa, mother? I do not forgive you for what you've done, and I don't know if I ever will. And she pulls her head back in shock, completely aghast that uh, Elijah would say this. And it is Morrigan's turn. Morrigan sees you, Krobin, on the ground and sees Whiskers standing there. And she looks over and her eyes go wide as she, she as her face like pans up uh, to you, Whiskers. She goes, you, back from talking with the fates? <sighs> You have already been touched by their influence. You cannot be allowed to leave these chambers. 
Whiskers very dramatically lifts up his hand and shoots her the bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, bro. And then winks at her. Nice. Uh, she is going to <laughs> point in your direction, and she is going to point with her staff and shoot a firebolt at you. Ah! Nice. It's going to be an 18 to hit. Ooh. That meets Paladins. Paladins. Hobbits. <laughs> uh, Whiskers, you see a bolt of fire start out small and then get closer and closer and closer as it moves in slow motion towards your face. And you have flashbacks to the village and you hear screaming in your head the sound of your tribes people back in the Tabaxi village screaming as they are burned alive. Jesus, every time. Yeah, well, it's dark, you know. Whiskers, you take 12 fire damage. Oh, shit. This fireball blasts you straight in the face. And then uh, Morrigan looks over her shoulder and she, uh, uh, she looks over her shoulder back at the prophet Virgil. And then she looks back to you and she goes, you must not be allowed to leave. Get him, take his weapon. And the murder of crows is going to fly over to you, Whiskers. Give me a fucking break. And they're going to attempt to disarm <laughs> you. Yeah, you're going to make a athletics or acrobatics check. 20. Nice. Okay. Whiskers, this murder of crows begins to dive bomb you uh, bombastically. And you, uh, they, you can tell they're going for your hand and your sword. And these crows just uh, swarm over your face, covering your one good eye. And then you feel a several sharp pangs in your hand that cause you to involuntarily release your sword and you feel the gavel pulled from your grasp up into the air. <gasps> the gavel, no! Oh my god. <laughs> As the crows uh, fly away from you and, and leave your face, you see them taking the gavel high up into the air uh, above the wheel with the hanging candles um, in that area that you're in. Yeah, baby, nice. <laughs> Smoke continues to fill up the chamber. Rondri. You are stunned, but please roll a death saving throw. Ooh, that's a success. All right. Rondri holds on to life for one more turn. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Anytime, bro. Morrigan charges up another firebolt in her staff. Whiskers. How many times does she sends to go? Uh, this is her boss action. She uses after Rondri's turn at the start of every round. Um, so she's going to fire another firebolt at you, Whiskers. Yeah, good luck. God. Did Rodane help you yet? Thank you for reminding me. Thank you so much for reminding me. Rodane has not. Wait, uh, wait, wait. wait. Whiskers has not used Rodane's blessing yet. Sorry, did I ruin yet. the dramatic moment? No, not at all. I Damn. really forgot. I would have taken oh. the hit. <laughs> um, the firebolt is going to miss. Woohoo! But then her eyes flash with an ominous white light, and you see the firebolt get bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger than it has been before. Whiskers coming straight for your eyes. When it starts to miss, he's like. <laughs> And then it goes, he's like, <laughs> And this one looks like it is going to, uh, this one looks like it isn't going to engulf your entire head, Whiskers. Yeah, well, it doesn't, because Rodane's coming, baby. That's a very good time to use that, because she rolled a crit. Woo! <laughs> well, I'm going to say she rolled it. You know what I mean? I would say she rolled it, though. <laughs> Story just. I don't know what you're saying. She just <laughs> decided to do it. Yeah, that's she true. used she used the eyes of violent yeah, destiny I mean. to roll it, and whiskers. This fireball is about to just completely roast you from the like like roast your head entirely, but then you feel the calming, loving presence of your goddess Rodane, and oh. you swear for a split second you see a tall, muscular woman in all gleaming white plate mail armor yeah, on a yeah. white unicorn come in and just yeah. smash it with her sword and sending the firebolt <sighs> dissipating up into the air. As Divine Rodane engine. Wow. Morgan's eyes go big and confused. She, has, she Shock floods her face as she has no idea what just happened. Whiskers gives her another wink and another bird. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the crow mask just kind of shakes its face in dis disbelief. Uh, Krovin, it is your turn. Oh boy. Okay, so she's been attacking Whiskers. Where am I in relation to them at this point? I'm sorry, I lost so, track of movement. No, it's all good. You are five feet away from Morrigan. Uh, she's facing in your direction. You're you're she like is. on the steps of the dais with some candles burning around you. And Whiskers cool. is uh, like a little in front of you, like 10 feet away from you. And Joe and Elijah are like, your, your legs are like right up against the uh, the altar. 
Um, and sorry, I meant to I meant to have one more exchange before you go, Morgan, or bef before you go, uh, Crowen. Um, Morgan, as she fires that last firebolt, looks to Elijah and goes, "What do you mean, Elijah? I I raised you. I raised you with nothing but love and care. I what what you mean to help me with this? I what I've done was for the best, and you will come to see that. No, you manipulated the free will of innocent people, Mother. You orchestrated the murder of." Hundreds, maybe thousands of innocent people, all to serve your own selfish needs. I cannot forgive you for this. Crowbin, what would you and like I to do? And I dive behind, I leap to my feet and roll behind the altar. Mm -hmm. I'm sort of defeating the purpose of leaping to my feet, I guess, but. Yeah, that's cool. I leap into a roll to behind the altar. There you go. And I hide, use my cunning action to hide. <gasps> cunning indeed. It's gonna be a 17 to hide. Nice. And if I feel, I mean, I'm gonna do this regardless, but let me know if I feel hidden. I'm going to whip a shuriken out of my, I guess I'm still wearing Crobin's clothes, shirt pocket, and sling it in the direction of one Morrigan. Okay, uh, you unfortunately are not gonna be able to get sneak attack as she rolled a perception and beat your stealth because she was like aware of you being back there mm -hmm. um, and she's is facing your direction. Passive perception, unless they're actively looking. She is very actively looking. He's just stuck behind the altar where Whiskers and yeah. Gallivan are. <laughs> yeah, she's facing all three of you. Um, so it, it do is I not have an sneak ally within five feet of her? Uh, Rondry, but he is unconscious and incapacitated. Okay, that's what I thought. Either. I just wanted to double check to see if yeah, I was being sure. dumb as fuck. All right. Yeah, uh, roll to hit. I roll to hit, and I roll a, uh, I don't think it's, I don't know if he's gonna do it. I rolled a 12. You chuck your shuriken out from behind the altar, and it spins dexterously, beautifully even, through the air, yes. and Morrigan brings the shadow blade up and slices it in half, and both sides just go to either side of her. Cool move. It's pretty cool. Anything else? No. Anything for Pete the Duck? In fact, before we do that, Pete the Duck, roll a, Constitution saving throw. Oh, I should have probably rolled some of that shit too. Oh, probably. Pete the Duck rolled a natural one. Oof. Excellent. Pete the Duck is terrified of going near Morgan. Pete the Duck is going to take two necrotic damage and his max HP lowers by the same amount. Pete the Duck was riding on the shoulders of Virgil, who's afraid. So Pete the Duck was just hanging out, I guess. <laughs> and then Pete the Duck just falls off Virgil and crashes into the ground. I picture him and just Pete sitting the there for a second and then just mm -hmm. boink over. <laughs> his little top hat that holds his memories that you guys uh, implanted into him earlier in the Spire of Violent Destinies uh, flies off. His head shatters. Oh. His wings shatter. Oh, God. As he lay broken, uh, entirely destroyed on the ground. Oh, no. Galavin, it is your turn. Wow. How are you, uh, Morrison? I'm <laughs> doing good. I'm great. Okay, great. Thanks for asking, Jamie. Hey, anytime, uh, man. Uh, I'm just out. You know, I'm looking up nocturnal animals to see like what I want for a. Because uh, Pete the Duck's kind of inspiring me. You know, I'm oh, like, cool. what could I get for a familiar? I'm like considering mm. a fox. I'm looking at other stuff. Oh, that's yeah. cool. That's that's what what I have to do fox would be pretty cool. You should get a slug or a snail. Oh, that's a cool familiar I've never heard of. That'd be cool. A snail familiar. I don't know if it bit. goes with Galavan though. Nah, it doesn't. Or a, um, cricket would be cool. I like a cricket. Moth. Oh, moth is cool. Um, anyway, uh, Galavan though is going to uh, look up at Whiskers and just kind of shake his head like, uh, "No, not me. Get someone else." Really? Yeah, I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> Lightning That's bug. That's it. Okay. What? Lightning bug. That would be a dope familiar for Galvin. <laughs> no. What did Galvin? You didn't do anything. I'm. I, I'm. I, I'm unconscious. Oh. Right. So I'm gonna roll a Constitution saving throw as the Prophet Virgil attempts to fight back. The Prophet Virgil fights back his fear. There we go. Takes through the sky. Yes. And flies <laughs> all the way through till he is hovering above. The purple zone, he sees, he is basically uh, flying about 10 feet away in the purple zone, in the altar zone, from the murder of crows that have the gavel. 
and he has still one gleaming silver sigh in one hand as his wings beat against the air, uh, this black smoke kind of billowing up towards him. And he is then going to throw the silver sigh at Morgan. Oh, yes! Good! Yes, I'm really glad this hit! <laughs> uh, if it hadn't, <laughs> it would have really weird. sucked. Yeah, I bet. Um, Morgan is struck by this silver sigh and it sticks into her, and there is a burst of white light that yes. looks like this silver sigh has done uh, extra, like like it is it is cut through the layers of her her magic armor and the the black leather uh, kind of crow armor and mantle that she wears. It is pierced all the way through it and struck true and bursts with a penetrating white light. And Morrigan lets out a ear splitting scream as she does so, and the bird-like uh, face of Prophet Virgil takes on a smile for the first time in a very long time. Um, what's his dick? Um, you know, Prophet Virgil also throws... <laughs> or as we like to call shuriken. it, what's his dick? You know, what's his dick? Also throws a shuriken at the uh, murder of crows, killing two of them. Nice. Holy shit, that's awesome. I should have done that. Super fucking cool. Whiskers, it is your turn. Whiskers is like, the Galavan I know would never back down from a fight. And he puts his hand on your chest and <laughs> you get seven hit points back. Ah, it works. Reverse psychology. <laughs> <laughs> and he leans close to you and kisses you <laughs> on the forehead and he says, I will never leave you. And then he turns around and leaves you and he'll run. Uh, <laughs> he'll run at Morgan with the silver side, but he is not going to get there because I have no action left. So that is my turn. Well, you can get there. I'd rather just stand next to Galavan. All right, cool. He, you don't, don't like he's you, going to run. Yeah, you brandish it threateningly. Oh, yeah. Like, ooh, I'm going to get you. Morgan's probably uh, really worried about Crobin, who's throwing those shurikens from behind the altar. That's definitely. Cool. That's her top concern right now. Not the guy you just nailed her with a silver sigh for extra damage. Uh, Morgan wails to the sky. I was just trying to make the world a better place for you, Elijah. For the world to take the power out of the gods' hands and put it into mortal hands. Just for once, I wanted some amount of control in my life. But I've changed now. I'm done fighting fate. The only things I'm thrice sworn to now are you, Elijah, myself, and the betterment of Voros. Dude, this is this is so cringy. I mean, she's so out of touch. <laughs> she's very out of touch. She's literally, like, she's been out of the country like, for ooh, hundreds of years. Oh my god! It's it's a little it's, it's so a little cringy for sure. <laughs> uh, Igor, whiskers. Any actions for Igor? Uh, actually, sorry. Before you have any actions for him, roll a pleased wisdom saving throw. A natural one. Excellent. He fails and it begins dancing. And since he is at the edge of the vat, please, <laughs> no. please, with with disadvantage, yeah. roll a performance check uh, for Igor. Five. Excellent. Igor falls back into the vat of hot legs. Oh my god. <laughs> Fire dance. He's dipping. You know, you make a candle, he's like, dipping he's like, I'm free, master. And then he starts throwing <laughs> his hands in the air and his feet start kicking. No! And he topples <laughs> back into the hot wax. Oh my god. Taking more fire damage. Oh man. That's not good, guys. Uh, Elijah looks around and he looks back to Morgan. Uh, after what she says, he, he goes, I don't believe you, mother. Even once you were trapped here, you found a way to make us both live in a dream world of your own design. You lied to us, you lied to me about who I was, about my entire life. You made me believe a completely false world. It was all one great big lie. I was trying to protect you from the truth. That was not your choice to make, it was mine. And then he whips his head over to you, uh, Whiskers, and he, and he sees the um, silver sigh in your hand, and he grabs you by the front of your clothes, hey. or your armor, and he pulls you towards him, and he goes, hey, I don't know you, but your friends helped me out. Okay. Listen, man. <laughs> Fates are the only ones who can snuff Morgan's candle. Totally. But there is one other way that might just work. I grab him by the face. But I have no idea. Wah! What? <laughs> Stab me. 
What? Stab me through the heart. That's Silver Sigh. Okay, I don't know if that's gonna work, but... My mother would always say, our fates are bound. Maybe if I, I die... I stab him. And as you go to do it, he grabs your hand for a second. He's like, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, what? <laughs> Come to He's like, let me get ready. He's and like, then, <laughs> he looks down for a okay, second. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, wait, wait. Okay, right. Okay, yeah, no, okay. That's exactly no, 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 what he does. <laughs> he, did, he absolutely does. He, he holds your hand there, Whiskers, with unnatural strength. And he looks down and... <sighs> and his breathing slows. And he looks back up to you. His, his eyes impossibly serene despite their conditions. And he looks up to you and he goes, or before he looks up, he's still kind of looking down. He goes, Elijah, Joe, uh, I don't even know which one is the real me anymore. As Probably far as I'm concerned. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, they both are. And they are both ready for this. Well, I know All you... I ever wanted. Oh, sorry, go. All I ever wanted was to find somewhere that I belonged. And if this is where that is, and he we looks up at you... We all have to interrupt Joa before he does this stab. I would rather die. So it's all right. Do it. My fate was decided long ago. And then he takes one hand and he pulls open his robe to reveal his bare chest, the spot where his heart is, and he releases your hand. And I tell him, if it means anything, Joa, I know who you are. You're a hero. And then I stab him in his stupid chest. You bring down the silver sigh and bury it deep with a sickening thunk deep into the chest of Elijah laying on the dais. As the tip penetrates the skin yeah. on the top of his chest, David, shut up. <laughs> a white light bursts forth from his chest and a wail echoes up through the altar. A shriek of a wail that has an unnatural ebb and flow to it as it rises and sinks and rises and sinks. And, <laughs> and Whiskers, Crobin, and Galavan, all of your bodies are blown backwards as a shockwave emanates out from the body of Elijah. You are thrown back uh, off the dais um, out in separate directions. And... You are all laying on the ground, and we see Morrigan down on her knees, crawling up the stairs of the dais, and then picking herself up and, and stumbling over to Elijah. Little blackbird in the sky, little blackbird flies so high. Bye-bye, Mom, sings his song, has the whole world in his eye. And she, as she finishes that last part, she reaches uh, the dais and, and staggers over to it and holds herself up over the body of Elijah and Joey as he, blood just pours out, just covering the dais. And Elijah stares up at her and they stare into each other's eyes for a long, meaningful moment as all anger between them, everything seems to fade away, leaving only what looks like heartbreak and stoic acceptance of what's to come. Morgan reaches out and takes hold of Elijah's hand. Elijah just stares at her. All I ever wanted was for you to live in a world good enough for you. I suppose I didn't know how else to be a mother. <coughs> you were to have the world. I failed you. And worse... In trying, I became a monster. I expect no forgiveness, but I am so sorry. And Elijah looks back to her and says, You were a fine mother. You gave me a home and loved me where no one else would. Nothing will ever change that. But you brought nothing to the people of this world but pain. Now I know why, and though I feel I should know better, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> I pray the gods show you as much pity in the underworld as I pray for 
mine. Elijah's head drops to the side, dead. Morrigan stands with renewed vigor, a bitter, heartbroken grimace shattering her face. And you see her begin to transform her young, pale, perfect complexion, melting away, revealing her true form, wrinkles piled on wrinkles. A fragile yet unyielding, unyielding stern face twisted into a scowling mask of hate, beady black eyes and mealy white skin like a bug found under a rock and a shock of greasy gray hair. She looks up at all of you with a look of terrible dawning over her face as she opens her lips, trembling. You have no idea what you will do. And then she is completely engulfed by purple and black flames as from the bottom up, she is ripped asunder and disappears into thick, oily black smoke that completely engulfs her entire being. Awesome. And that is where we'll call it. Dang. Okay. Jamie, that was cool. Thank you. Thank you. I can unclench my butt cheeks now. Yeah. I know our producer was telling me we had to end, but um, I just had to. I mean, you guys were so close to the finish line. I had to get it out. Got to do it. That was great. So fun. That was crazy. Heck yeah, guys. Thank you all for listening very much. We love you guys so much. Thanks for joining us on this fun little journey. Um, Guys, please, if you would, be so kind. Help us out by subscribing, rating, and reviewing. If you like what you just heard, if you like what you've heard up to this point, please do it. It'll help us as a new podcast reach new people. And if you write us a review, we will give you a shout out. If you tell a friend, we'll come over to your house and give you little kisses up and down your arm, up to your elbow. And if you write us a review, we will, we might name a character in the world after you, which would be super duper cool. Also, if you feel like really helping our awesome little independent podcast, we have a tip jar, ko-fi.com slash mqbd. It's pronounced coffee, I hear. Coffee.com slash mqbd. I like Ko-Fi too, honestly. Ko-Fi.com. Ooh, that's mystical and strange. Either way, however you pronounce it, boys and girls, you can find the link in the description for this episode or on any of our social media pages. Please check it out if you are financially able to. We would really appreciate it. Even if you're Um, not. You know what? Even if you're not to, even if you're scrounging through garbage, just trying to get by in this world, give what little you have to our podcast. All the hedge fund managers are short selling MQBD right now. (laughs) You know, do your part. Bankrupt them. We got to bankrupt these hedge fund douchebags, guys. And you know who has done that? You know who's helped us done that? Not through our Ko-Fi, but in an even, well, an equally awesome way. On our Instagram, we got a sweet shout out from our boy or girl, I don't know who, or non-binary, or both, whatever you are, Wolf Harrington! Wolf Harrington gave us an Insta shout-out. Wolf Harrington, oh, is it really? Yeah. Wolf Harrington binged all of our show. Again? I don't know, it just says binged all the show. Maybe he binged it again, maybe he binged it once. Either way, I don't give a shit. Thanks, Wolf Harrington, that's cool. Uh, thanks awesome yeah we love you and that'll be a very fun name i think i might be able to work that little sucker in oh yeah that's that's pretty easy (laughs) yeah well i might i might want to make a character named wolf harrington thank you wolf harrington you a boss um guys we want to thank eric delong for writing the music we want to thank sarah paul for editing the episode our song is dead please send us a minute long mqbd outro we will play it if it is decent and I'm sure it will be because you're all talented little babies. We'll play whatever you send us. Maybe. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Sure I was, was going to say, you've, you've been the one who's been stricter on that in the past. So I'm kind of uh, leaving it up to you. I guess they're recording my poops and sending them to you guys. Uh, you know, no, I, that's all we God. get. I'm putting it on. Oh, guys. This, <laughs> oh, no. this might be the end of the pod. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Either way, if you want to send us poo-poo songs... 
<laughs> God. Uh, if you want to send us poo-poo songs, or if you want to send us uh, questions or anything, queries about the world, questions for the characters, whatever, you can do it at Magic Quest Boys on Twitter and Instagram. Use our hashtag MQBD. Thank you all for listening very much. Tune in next week to find out what happens next in the Altar of the Fates. Is Pen all right? I don't know. Oh, shit. Bye. Bye. <laughs>